0: So let's get down to business with another episode of Start a Puzzle brought to you by FullScale.io. And we're back. Back for another episode of Start a Puzzle. Matt DeCourcy here to have another conversation. I'm hoping it helps your business grow. All right. So if I told you that I could give you the playbook... I feel like most of you would say, let me see it. That's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about a digital playbook, a digital playbook to try to help you make your business grow, to build some buzz, some biz buzz, some (laughs) digital biz buzz. That's part of what we're going to get into today. Now, before we get too far into that, quick reminder that today's episode, Start a Puzzle, is Brought to you by FullScale.io helping you build the software team quickly and affordably. I also want to encourage you to get ready for Startup Hustle TV, which is coming in 2021, a new web series about entrepreneurship. What does that even mean? Like, follow and subscribe to find out. I know it's going to be fun. This much I can promise. So with me today, I've got Ryan Mason. And Ryan's the founder and CEO of BizBuzz Digital. He's also the author of the Digital Playbook. We're gonna talk all about that and all about how Ryan has used his playbook to help build recurring revenue at a lot of interesting and cool brands. Let's start by saying, welcome to Start Apostle, Ryan. Matt, super
1: excited to be here. Thanks again for the opportunity. And I can't wait to share with your community.
0: I appreciate it. And I should mention Ryan's out of Atlanta. You can learn more about Ryan, his books, and a whole lot of other stuff by clicking the link in the show notes. Ryan, no one tells it better than the founders and entrepreneurs on the show. So why don't you go ahead and give us a little bit of information about your backstory?
1: Absolutely. So as I know now, life is not linear. All right. So my story started in high school. My single biggest dream was to follow in my father's footsteps and potentially play professional football. Okay, so this was a huge family thing for me. I had a cousin that played professionally um, for the Washington Redskins. And I also had a younger brother who was literally chasing my coattail growing up, um, who now plays for the University of Arkansas. So obviously everything revolved around that. Right. Well, for me, my dad told me um, if I want to accomplish that, there's one thing that I need to do, and that's to perform no matter what I do, if I perform, then everything else will, will line up, right? So for me, I did just that. I was fortunate enough to um, actually break a couple of records for tackles in a game, tackles in a season, and then also tackles in a uh, actual career. But that led me to actually facing my first few uh, set of minor setbacks or challenges that at the time I deemed as failures, right? So f- basically, moving on, getting ready to prepare for college, I was the guy wanting to go to that really, really big school, the Alabamas and the Auburns of the world. And that didn't quite happen the way that I envisioned. Um, I actually remember going to several schools. And I'll tell a funny story. I remember going to Tennessee. Um, and that's a school, in it, that's an SEC team. And I'm looking down and watching a guy hit the sled. And he's hitting the sled. He's hitting it pretty good. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, I could, I could do that easily. So I go down there when it's my turn, and he's he's literally about 6'6", and he looks like a mannequin in the store, and here I am, 5'11", <laughs> half his size. And I, I tell that funny story because, honestly, my dreams were crushed because most of the coaches, if not most of them, almost all of them, actually said, Ryan, you're just, you just don't fit the height requirements. You don't fit the mold of what we're looking for although my stats sometimes doubled their top players, okay? So this was detrimental to me because I was the guy putting in so much effort, so much work after hours, and this literally took a toll on me. So moving along, I was fortunate enough to actually um, go to a school, which I did not want to go to at first. Um, So that was the University of North Alabama in Florence, Alabama, all right? And here I am at this school. I'm unsatisfied. Can't believe that I'm here, and that actually happened to be one of the best things that happened to me. Okay, so basically, from there, moving along, three years into my football career um, at that school, I realized that things were not lining up the way that I originally envisioned them. I was depressed. I was running up against some political challenges with, you know, within sports that I just couldn't shake, and for me no matter all the praying that I did and all the time that I spent trying to figure out why me, because I'm, I'm performing and I'm, you know, spending a lot of extra time perfecting my craft. Well, I realized that, Hey, something has to give, right. I'm not, I'm here, I'm not happy. And my dreams of actually going to the NFL are, you know, growing slimmer and slimmer um, as we speak. Right. So basically from there I was faced with the decision and that was going to be the, one of the bigger decisions that I've ever made. And that was to literally leave a full scholarship. That was for me to opt out year three. And of course, at the time, I had no idea of what I wanted to do. So basically from there, you know, to make a super long story short, I began to piece things together to get ready to pitch it to my parents, to my mom, to my grandfather, and then later on, which actually took an entire year for me to build up the courage to do to my dad. So basically, that is kind of where, you know, I got my start. Um, That's my background story leading up into me getting into business.
0: Well, let's let's talk a little bit about the digital playbook. And, you know, we've got a whole episode to dive into that. You know, uh, first off, Now, as I wasn't, I I wasn't as good of an athlete as you sounded like (laughs) you were, but I played sports, and man, I tell you what, I hated the playbook. You know, like (laughs) just because I was like, come on, can I just like run down the field and throw my arm up in the air? Yeah. So, you know, when I played football, they are like, dude, you're just, you play defense, like yeah. go out there and get them and, you know, like cover this little area and you're going right. run left, run right, go forward, go backward. That's about right. as much as you can handle. So, you know, so much about business does involve planning. It does involve a playbook at the right. same time, much like a play in sports, they get broken. Mm. Uh, they don't go well. You know, there's a whole lot of different stuff. So right. so what? what's the basic overview? And, and you know, for, for those of you that are out there, Ryan does have a book called the digital playbooks currently a, a number one bestseller on Amazon, but give us an overview about what's in this digital playbook. Yeah, so basically,
1: what inspired me to write it was that that story and the things that I've learned. So basically, when the time that I decided to actually leave that scholarship um, after year three, I started my first company, which is called Lux Brand. And this is kind of what led me to building my next company, which is BizBuzz Digital. Okay. So Lux Brand is a, basically we're the leading branded provider of luxury leather shoelaces. And we've been fortunate enough to land deals with Good Morning America, NFL Network, Foot Locker Stores, Adidas, um, and and 40 plus different athletes. So one thing that I noticed when, it, when, when building both of these companies is that there's three key ingredients to building a very powerful brand and that's people, process, and platform, okay? So the right people use a proven process and they use platforms to do it at scale, okay? So it's a very simple structure into everything that you do. Um, but basically I've realized that each business you had processes that were very similar but the purpose of this process was to um, actually implement a very solid simple step-by-step checklist of how to do things and how to do it efficiently and when you do that Obviously, people that you bring on board, people, your colleagues, your your partners, they can follow these processes very simply and they can achieve, achieve greatness and they also can use a platform to to scale that. OK, so what I've done in this book is I basically have brain dumped all the strategies that I've used to win those big deals, not only with my brand, but also all of our clients as well, because as we know, dealing with so many different industries, there's different things that you have to deal with, but I basically summarize all of this into a step-by-step guide. Okay. So I want you know, you guys to just basically take a look at it because honestly it's all step by step driven. So it breaks down into the six phases. All right. So basically we have plumbing. Plumbing is basically the practice of setting up those core analytics. All right. The Google analytics, the, the Facebook analytics, the things like that, because when you get ready to grow, And when you get ready to scale your business, it's going to be very important that you have the right analytics in in place from the beginning so that you can track and measure the success and the effectiveness of each stage of your marketing efforts. Okay, so the next stage is goals. We're going to teach you guys how to come up with your why and your mission and how that is going to help you drive repeatable revenue. Okay, and then the next stage is content which is basically we're gonna teach you how to create a content calendar, all right? But not only that, how to create one minute videos so that you can help your audience know who you are, like who you are, and then also trust you. So by the time they get to that last stage, they are ready to convert, okay? So from there, we're gonna teach you how to find those audiences and how to target those people, right? Whether that is, you know, looking at people who have already built those audiences, but also finding you know, or creating lookalike audiences based off of the data that you have and your analytics that are set up, okay? And then the last two stages, you have amplification. That is where we're gonna take everything, all the assets and pa- help you package all of that up and then basically formulate and amplify what you're already good at, all right, to those audiences. And then the last stage is optimization. We're gonna teach you how to optimize and how to find every where every additional ounce of ad spend or budget can actually be used to maximize the effectiveness for conversions
0: well that's the and that's a good that's a good map it is now you know there's a couple things that you first off i have a couple questions i want to talk about some of these steps and yes, sir. you know look get into the details by the book people just do it just do now, it. <laughs> Nike
1: said yeah, it since, right?
0: Double. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, I say that a lot. I say that a lot. People are like, what do I need to do? I'm like, Nike. They're like, what do you mean? Like, go buy Jordans? I'm like, no, just do it, man. Just, just do it. it. Don't. Build wings. So, well, I, I have a couple questions first. So Lux brands. Um, mm-hmm. All right. Shoelaces, man. That's not exactly a new thing. Right. So you talk about breaking it now by the way i should let everyone know i'm a sneaker head so i own mm, 200 pairs of shoes yeah true story more. right <laughs> i have i have 50 pairs of shoes that are gold wow it's kind of my trademark yeah mm-hmm. so some of you listening might not know that but it's true i should probably do a gold shoe episode but i've actually worked in and around sneakers for a while i've uh wow worked with where in conjunction with urban necessities, it's one of the larger sneaker resale shops out of Vegas mm-hmm. and um, yeah. you know, work with JC Lopez to do quite a bit of stuff there. And, you know, I, and there's a lot, you know, there's a lot, but my point is, there's a lot, of there's a lot, it's a crowded space, man. And you know, yeah. like, and you buy shoes and a lot of, I've got a, I've got a box of shoelaces that are the extra shoelaces that came yeah. with the shoes that I didn't even relace. So <laughs> How do you go? Like, how did you go about Okay, first off, if you're like, hey, I'm going to start a luxury shoelace brand, first question is how many people told you you were crazy?
1: Oh my goodness. To this day, I go into conversations and I literally shake people's hand and I say, I'm the shoelace man. I build shoes. And they're
0: like, what? Yeah. Yeah, They're like, like, what? "What? (laughs) Are you crazy? What does that (laughs) mean? So so.
1: (laughs) then I show them, they're like, holy crap. Wow that is really what is
0: a luxury shoelace i'm just curious right.
1: yeah so good question all right so a luxury shoelace is basically a shoelace that is comprised of an exotic leather so in most cases our laces are made from italian lambskin all right straight from Italy, right and the in some other connect cases we've done literally patent leather laces we've done exotic leather like in terms of python skin snake skin um suede different things like that so basically for us we are creating flat leather laces most people are familiar with the old style leather laces which are square and blocky and you can't tie them and maybe they're on a pair of work boots well we have literally redefined that and made it fashionable and made it accessible for everyone
0: By the way, if we if we were shoe tubers, we'd have to do an on foot session. So I'm actually taking off my shoe. (laughs) Oh, here we we, we've got the Bape Ultra Boost. There you go for those on the live stream. So, you know, what does that even mean? It's a camouflage (laughs) Ultra Boost, people that I paid way too much money for. So I can only if we're gonna if you're gonna do the shoe thing. That's that's always the that's always the fun part. You're like, what do you have on your feet today?
1: Wait till you go to a trade show, which I'm sure you've been to several. Uh,
0: I've been, yeah, I've been to a sneaker con, yeah. To the audience, wait
1: till you go to a trade show, a shoe show, a sneaker show, and basically you look at, you know, two or three eight-year-olds selling shoes for $3,000 a pop. That they probably bought for $200. I went,
0: yeah, I went through I went through it with, with Jay, who's famous. And like, you know, so I I'm, I'm a big guy. I look like the football guy that you described yeah. in the yeah. in the Tennessee video, except for I'm just kind of older and fatter. So, <laughs> but yeah, I used to have to be the dude's bodyguard on certain things. So I was like, wow, That's this good. is an interesting market. So anyway, back to digital playbooks. Sorry, I had to get, I couldn't, I couldn't help but ask there. So you know I, I'm sure that trying to market a, a brand of, of luxury shoelaces is, you know this this teaches you a lot about stuff. Now, we talked about plumbing, goals, content, targeting, amplification, and optimization. You know, one of the things when it comes to plumbing and it's it, so at, at my business full scale, so, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, employ a couple hundred web developers and anytime we have a new client that, uh, that is getting started, that doesn't have a ton of experience. I always try to, to set it up for them. I say, look, I'm going to just be honest with you. Mm-hmm. You have a brand new from scratch, everything don't have real high expectations in this first four to six weeks because it's about plumbing. I say plumbing and framing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, because you can't build a house without the frame, without a foundation, you got to put the plumbing and the pipes in before you do certain things. And that said, it doesn't look like the house made a whole lot of progress. You start feeling like you have a house when you see walls, when you see a roof, when you walk through a door. But this stuff is really important because if you don't do it later, it becomes a real problem. Now, one of the things, and you know, I have a lot of experience with this as well. So the, Mm -hmm. the, the tracking part of it, you know, it's, it's just as much about figuring out what's working as it is paring Mm -hmm. away the things that aren't. And um, a lot of times, yeah, if they're all bundled into one, one big basket, it's very difficult to know like, Hey, this is working. Hey, this isn't. And, you know, really in this day and age, there's no excuse for not having some simple tracking in there. You right. know, you've got Google analytics and pixel and all these different things that are in there. What, you know, we can breeze through these Cause once again, if you want to get the, the, all the dirty details, just get the book, get the book. It's probably what? 20 bucks, 15, That's something right. like that. So actually yeah. right
1: now it's on presale. So if you catch it on presale, it'll be 99 cents, which is crazy. Right. <laughs> so
0: there you go. It, One dollar. One dollar, one dollar. Right. So and, you know, I, know. I mean, exactly. the thing I've told, is, yeah.
1: I've been told that I'm crazy more than once.
0: Yeah, by the way, I've been told every every time before I've built a big business and I've done it a, a few times, someone's been like, dude, you're crazy. And like, <laughs> I got to the point where after a couple of those, I went back to those people. And I'm like, hey, what do you think about this? And if they didn't tell me I was crazy, I was like, okay, this isn't a great idea. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, with, with, with plumbing and with the plumbing, you know, the tracking and whatever, let's, let's, you know, cause we, you know, we have limited time here, but, uh, so I think we can touch on, on one of each of these steps. Like what's a, what's a quick, like, you know, maybe we can both bounce something back back and forth here, but what's a, what's a, you know, is, is it just as simple as getting you making sure you got some Google analytics or a pixel or something or there to start? Or do you think it's as, as vital and important as like literally taking the whole entire goal tracking mechanism from beginning to end?
1: Well, I think it's really important. Um, you know, you got to focus on the foundation, as you say, you know, your, your digital landscape is just as important as your, your physical landscape. Okay. So when you think about that and you think of the foundation, it's important to get, you know, not just half of it done. You want to get all of it done. All right. Especially if you're serious about building a big business. All right. Um, so, you know, honestly, if you think about this, if you don't have the, if you don't have this halfway done, right, this could cost you thousands, hundreds of thousands, and possibly millions of dollars in the future. Imagine running an ad to the wrong audience for twelve months. Yep, and not, and not having a clue. <laughs> so, yep. yeah,
0: well, and you and and I and I've done it, you know, years ago. Because there's also a thing. So we talk about keywords, and one of the mm-hmm. things that I think most people don't realize is uh, I think you win and lose on negative keywords. So negative mm-hmm. keyword or the keywords that you tell Google or whoever, you're like, Hey, look, exclude this. And right. uh, so when we, when I learned this, I didn't learn it over. I learned, it took me a couple of weeks to, to really get around my arms around. It. And this is about seven years ago. So <laughs> when we launched gigabook, gigabook.com appointment scheduling, um, I, it, I, I got about two weeks into it and I realized that a whole lot of clicks were coming through. People were okay. So I, uh, you, appointment software and that was triggering some things. So I had a whole lot of people that were trying to make an appointment at the DMV and they were somehow triggering our ads. So I had and I mean, and you know, it wasn't like it wasn't killing it, but so here's the thing. It's like kind of like Ryan said, these things leak. It's like a leaky funnel and you can think of it this way. You have so much gas that you can put in the tank of your car. If you had a little tiny hole, in your mm. gas tank, that was just like a little tiny stream leaking out, and it was just leaking out all the time, like when you're driving, when you're parked, whenever. But it's still leaking out. It might not seem it what it doesn't look like a fire hose coming out, right. but it's still leaking out. So it's eventually going to come out. And you know, so the thing is, is this dollar here? It's fifty cents here. It's like this and that. So mm-hmm. with negative keywords. Uh, And this is this is kind of in the targeting, tracking and optimization thing, too. But I think it's important to understand that those exist first. So if there are things that, you know, you don't want to get found for uh, that, in my opinion, that can be part of a plumbing uh, issue as well. But and and I'm sure that you get into that with, uh, you know, like the last steps, but. I like to, I like to let most people don't know that that's even a thing. And honestly, Google kind of hides it. Like you kind of yeah. have to know what you're doing to get in there. Cause they look the, the people that sell ads, these platforms, they have this set up in a way that kind of you'll learn and they'll help you figure it out, but they want you to spend a little money on the way to learn. Right. They way. want you to so, try it
1: out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So one other important thing um, to note is that basically if, you, if you're if you running those ads, right? And a lot of times companies are just getting start started, like just entrepreneurs, first time entrepreneurs or first time businesses, basically what they do is they assume what their audience already is. And I can tell you almost every time we, when we get back and we give them these results and we're showing them, you know, hey, this is the data that we're getting. And this is how it relates to what you gave to us. In a lot of cases, it's it's pretty different, you know? So that's yeah. one thing. That's a, the important piece of actually having those analytics. So you don't, you're not just guessing. You're not just taking a stab at the dark. You actually have raw data at your fingertips.
0: And it doesn't
1: lie. It doesn't. It does not lie. Yeah. You
0: have a really good point because I think a lot of people are, uh, You know, a lot of the uh, there's this old saying, you know, when you assume you make an ass of you and me, which is, you know, how you spell assume. But uh, the but it's true because assumptions really can uh, and, and your inability to look at what reality might be can right. be, it can be really expensive. So, you know, any startup or any business, you know, if you're looking at, at it, at creating your own digital playbook, these are the things you got to start to figure out. Um, it is really, there's a couple things I've learned uh, is one, it, it's, it's kind of shocking how, how many businesses don't fully have their arms around who their actual target customer is. And the next, and we'll, and we'll get to this, but Um, and I think we can move on to this next step of goals and why, but I I think in that part, uh, and, and tell me what your take is, but this is where, you know, content's important, but your why you need to be able to, to explain why your business exists and what you do. And in this day and age, you need to be able to do it in one sentence.
1: Yep. Your value proposition, your mission, you got to understand in order for you to convert People need to know you all right? and they need to like yep. you and they need to trust you. You got to figure yep. out a way to connect with them. And the way that you connect is your why.
0: Yep. And, we, and, we, well, if, and I'll use full scale as an example, because I could give you a really, really in-depth, complex analysis of what we do across a ton of software platforms. But really, in the end, we help people build software teams. Yep. And that's, that's the message like, and, and in that, why in that mission, you know, then, you know, the, and, and the, I talk to so many people, I'm like, you know, and I'm not the guy that's like, what's your why? Because I think that's a little played out. <laughs> but I'll say, what does your business do? And then, yeah. you know, four Just minutes that- later, my eyes are glazed over and I'm like, dude, you got to simplify this. And so yeah. You know, and, and I mentor some young entrepreneurs and I used to do it differently. But now I, I ask them, you know, often if they're if they have a business, I'm like, I need to, before we're going to do anything, you need to be able to tell me what your business does and do it in one sentence. Yep, and if you can't good. if you can't do that, you've overcomplicated it. But I think that that's a that's a big part. So what are some of the tips that you have when it comes to, to setting those initial goals and the, the why and and the mission?
1: Right. Well, I think you got to really define um, what you want to be and what you want to do. All right. The problem you want to solve. OK. And then once you are, are able to we, we have something actually we call the topic wheel. All right. And basically in this topic wheel, you can define the six areas of expertise that you want you or your brand to, to fall in. OK. And once you understand how these six areas play into your, your, your business, then connect it to the why then honestly, you have this, this preposition or this statement that you can use. Like, for example, um, you know, we help local businesses build repeatable revenue through modern marketing systems and processes. You know, it's super simple. You know exactly what we do. And honestly, um, all I can say is it's simple again. (laughs) So be simple because honestly, I know the challenge of being overly complex when you don't need to be.
0: Yeah, you talk about uh, you talk about goals, and we used some sports references earlier. So, um, not having goals and not understanding what you're shooting for is kind of like shooting baskets in the dark. Yeah, it um, is. You'll, you'll you'll you know, and you know, get, you have all these all these uh, a broken clock is right twice a day, and a couple right. other things. You so don't fool yourself into thinking that your clock is correct because it's broken and it's right, right. twice a day. I mean, you really do have to. Have you know and look? Goals can start general, but one of the things that and, and I even wrote a uh, on some levels wrote a book about this and my book Balance Me. One of the things that people often I, I think a mistake that people make with goal setting and trying to have achievement is they they pick goals that that are way bigger than a singular task. And then they look at them as a singular task. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and on a personal level, if you ask so many people, all right, so one of the most common goals that people have on a personal level is they wanna buy a home. So they say, my my goal is to buy a home. Well, here's the thing is there, there's like 60 different, a million different things, in making that happen. And you, your goals need to like, okay, so if you say you want to buy a home, that that's like that's not a singular action. So you have to backwards engineer that. So right. if you're setting your goals, write that at the top and just begin to just put it at the top of a, of a piece of paper. And then at the bottom of it, write, a, I mean, a million things that need to occur. I need to save money. Right. Okay, what needs to occur to do that? You know, all these exactly. different things and, and mind, look at them and and now you have now you have a checklist so right. you know and the thing is 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 the mind can only wrap itself around what it can accomplish in these little singular batches and whether you realize it or not that's how you operate and you know and some so it's very binary it's a yes right. or no win or lose check mark check mark or no check mark and so, so some of those things. So so when it comes to your goals, uh, especially at your organization, break them down into a bunch of little bite sized pieces, you know, they say right. if you're going to eat an elephant, you need to do it one bite at a time. Correct. And that's the whole and, and maybe start with the tail. So yeah. now, by the way, I don't condone eating of elephants. And I have used that I have used that. Uh, line in many live presentations where I also give that disclaimer. Now Ryan might make them into shoelaces, but well maybe oh, um, but, uh, I couldn't help it. I'm messing with you, man. Okay, <laughs> let's 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 talk about content because content is is a big buzz term. Um you got guys like Gary V that are like, you need to make one million pieces of content. <laughs> <out." my> day. <laughs> you know, and, and that's not a practical reality for a lot right. of people. Um, I, I we at full scale we're content creators. We go to fullscale.io and check out the blog we publish uh, five, four or five days a week about popular business topics, and we drive a lot of traffic to our site from that. But content now. Is a different ball game, what's your yes. take on content in general? That's like a that is a loaded question by the way right. so, yeah it is, it could, is. Have, um, could have like a hundred and fifty thousand hours of response on that, but yeah you know, what is the what's your basic overview on content?
1: So I want to take it one step back all right, so we'll go back to that topic wheel piece, okay so when you really think about this all right and when you, in terms of content, wouldn't it be a lot easier? for you to conduct business and convert people if you were known as the expert in your industry. So if you were a plumber, right? And you knew everything about plumbing and you created content about plumbing, um, basically showing how you do things, how you, you know, how much you know and you're educating and you're giving value. Wouldn't it be a lot easier? Right. So basically, in midst of the topic wheel, that's usually where we start. All right, the topic wheel, like I said, it has six topics. It has three um, personal topics and three professional topics. Okay, these are topics that you want to establish your expertise in. Okay, and once you have these six topics, if you think about it, the next step is to basically find three figureheads or three people who basically represent or who are already the experts in these areas or in these topics, okay? And basically here, this helps you understand the type of content that you need to create, okay? All right, so then once you have a general understanding of who these people are, um, the the areas of expertise you want to establish, and your mission and your why, or the product, which is your what, all right? Then the next thing you can do is basically go about establishing authority. All right, because in order for you to convert, in order for you to be the go-to person that people think about in those areas, you need to be the authoritative figure and the expert. All right. And how you do that is basically by um, it's actually, I'm sorry, is um, we might have (laughs) goodness. I just had a brain fart, Um, but it is basically um, once you have that why, why, how and what is who, what, where okay so now you can see how that gets a little confusing but anyways who what where all right so who are those figureheads what is basically how you're going to go to those people and create content with them. It's kind of what we're doing now, right? I'm creating content. We're creating content together. And what happens that authority and the expertise rubs off. Okay. And then where you publish it, right? So we're going to take this podcast. We're going to publish it. You know, Matt's going to take it, chop it up. I'm going to take it, chop it up. We're going to put it on our social media channels, but that's the same practice that you guys have to use to actually build the authority in that industry. All right. So once you've done that, basically, we go into the three by three grid, which is the, the content piece. All right. So remember it's basically the way that you build that audience and get them to convert is to get them to know you like you and trust you. All right. So that is a practice of creating a series of one minute videos. All right. The one minute videos at the top, which is the category of why, all right, which is you showing your story, your why, why did you get in the business? You know, what does this mean to you? How? What, what was your story All right, behind all of this? Okay. And then that trickles down into the how, which is you, stories or videos of you showing your expertise, all right, and educating your community and giving value. Then that trickles down into the stories of what, which is what you offer, the product, the service, all right, and how you can help your clients um, actually do what they, what they're looking to do. Okay. So that is how we create content. All right. Once you are creating these videos, um, basically you can move into, you know, targeting and then amplification. So that's my, my expertise there. And like I said, the goal here all the way go, it goes all the way back to getting them to know you, like you, and trust you.
0: Yeah. And, and Ryan, you kind of alluded to something there. So a good piece of content can turn into a whole bunch of other content. And that's one thing that, you know, and I'll tell you what, man, uh, creating content is a battle in so many. So I've been, I've been blogging for a decade and successfully I've made over a million dollars blogging. Right. And, 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 Maybe more. I don't know. I don't really count it the way that we used to, but but very little of it has changed. It has a very basic formula. It's got to be topical. It's got to be on point and it's Mm got to offer some kind of value to it. Content is not about you. It is about you as a subject matter expert. Um, but it how ha- but people bounce from content that isn't teaching them something. So they either, they're either there to learn, they have a question then that, that's a question that needs to be answered. And in some cases they want to be entertained. Right. It really just depends on what it is, but you know, when it comes to content, so you mentioned like a good thought out content. All right. So for example, this is, we're recording this and, um, it gets uploaded to Facebook, to YouTube. Right. To, it turns into it turns into uh, it turns into an Instagram post. It turns into uh, a Facebook post. If we wanted, it could turn into a blog article. It could then be embedded. in The YouTube right. could be embedded into the article. If we really wanted to get crazy, we could run a transcript of the whole article. Yep. You know, like a whole lot of different stuff. Absolutely. So, you know, but the thing is, is put some put some planning behind it. Now you mentioned the word when it came to content, you mentioned the word calendar and that's the thing you got to plan these things. Absolutely. Like if you're not planning out what your content is, it's going to be a sloppy mess. So at, at full scale, we have a couple different versions of it. We've, and full scale is the, is the comp is my business. It also owns the startup hustle brand. Mm-hmm. And we have a whole lot of different content planners and you know, there are tools that can help you do this. Right. And, and honestly, we just use a Google sheet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you know, we have top we have topics we have social media that we want uh, to you know posts right that we want to make. And these, these are the kind of just the simple master documents, because we have a large marketing. We have 12 people on our marketing team at full scale. And uh, you know, this comes down to images that we're going to make that we post on social polls that we uh, put up in the startup hustle chat. And if you want to, if any of you want to join us for some of the the things we discuss there, go to Facebook and search startup hustle and, you know, other things too. And, And some of the things that So some of the most popular things we've done on this podcast are series, and these are uh, well planned out, you know, four to six series runs where we do get in depth on certain things. And if we weren't planning that ahead of time, including like who we wanted to talk to where and then and then now in this and, and, you know, in our in our current era where we do accept sponsors, right? And why do we accept sponsors? Because we publish five shows a week. Full scale doesn't need to be the sponsor of every single one of them. And then also that money enables us to amplify through other amounts of promo and stuff like that. But you gotta have, you gotta have a calendar. Yep. You gotta be organized with it. Otherwise what happens is you get busy doing other stuff and then you realize, oh shit, I haven't done anything for 10 days. And then, and it's just, you know, I mean, we're constantly working ahead of it. Now I do have an advantage in that regard because I have five, I have five riders on that team and you like a lot of different stuff. So there, you know, it's, it's difficult to go at it alone. Now I would recommend if you are doing it alone, pick a couple avenues and get real good at them before you try to, Make a foray into 14 different channels and things like pick pick a platform to dominate, Mm -hmm. be the guy. You know, I mentioned earlier working with Urban Necessities, when I started working with them, they had 400,000 followers on Instagram. Yep,
1: start with one, then go
0: to two. well, that was it. So, if you have fire, it's easier to start another fire. Yeah. And so, with that, we were able to help their YouTube channel grow quickly because it was the wildest thing I've ever seen. Like, we hadn't—he hadn't even published a video and had fifteen thousand subscribers on YouTube just from inst- a couple Instagram posts. I'm like, made it look a lot easier than it yeah, really, right. really is. <laughs> So now that we have a calendar, let's talk a little bit about this targeting, because you know, mm-hmm. this is this is a real, real hot topic. And, you know, there's a, recently been a, a documentary on Netflix called The Social Dilemma, which is a little terrifying on the first view. I, now, me personally, I watched it. I was like, oh, wow. And then I watched it about 10 more times because it, I, I after the first time after it sunk in, I said, huh. Maybe if I understood this even better than I already do, it would help me sell more stuff. I haven't had a and chance to look at it yet. <laughs> well, it's just it's it's more, you know, that that documentary is kind of about the it's it's got a bunch of people that were the early figures in a lot of the social media platforms yeah. that have gotten a lot of heat for the fact that they've created addictive technology, basically. And a lot of these yeah. people are remorseful. They're like, we didn't know what we were building, but the thing is, technology has advanced and all these different things. And it really is all about finding it's all of it is all about finding and targeting buyers for advertisers. And one of the things that they say in it is if you're not paying for the product, you are the product. And I was like, wow. Another thing they said that I thought was kind of interesting is the only industries that refer to users is software and drugs. Um, so, you know, and they, and they're both kind of addictive in that, in that regard, yeah, but yeah. It, you know, part of why Facebook has been, especially here in, a, in an election cycle has been so, uh, heated is, you know, they track all this data, you know, mm-hmm. your data, data, data. Well, that data watch basically Google, Facebook, all these things, they're checking out what you're interested in. So you become part of, you talk about earlier about lookalike audiences and right. stuff like that. So and, and by the way, this is this is once again another thing that is set up to inherently look simple and it's not as simple yeah. as it sounds. It can be and it can. I'll give you an example. So uh, if we wanted to market this podcast and I wanted to show it to people on Facebook that were interested in startups, that is a category that I can focus. And then they have another one called startup company. Yep. Now, these are very... Vastly different audiences. So, someone that showed interest in a startup company could have been someone that liked Uber's page right. a year ago. Yeah, that it's is really a startup different. company. Right. That doesn't mean that that person is interested in, in startups. Yep. So there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, of stuff out there that you can click. Now, the difference in the audience size of those two. So startups is a two million person audience, the other audience is like a hundred million. Right. Big, big difference, so it's right? All, it's all about getting getting the noise out and figuring that out. So what advice do you give to people about targeting? Yeah, so targeting
1: is the the core of a lot of the things, right? So if you don't have the right targets, the right audiences formalized, then you can literally lose a lot of money, all right, and waste a ton of time, all right. But it's important to make sure you start and you you, you before you start and get into that, you understand the different um, options that you have to actually target. Okay, so one of the biggest thing, one of the bigger things that we like to do is uh, find audiences that are already built um for us. Okay. So find communities that are di- di- I mean, just like ours that we're looking to build once we already, once we really know what our audience is, okay, and we're not shooting in the dark. And then basically finding others like that, building lookalike audiences from that as well. Um, so some of the other things you can do is obviously import your own list, right? Import your own um, list and emails from your website activity, um, you know, and, and the different things that you already have going. Okay. And create lookalike audiences from that as well. Okay, but the big thing here is to really, really understand the, the targeting and the audience. Um, is understanding that as well. There, there are a lot of audiences that are already built. All right, whether that's behavioral, whether that is literally finding audiences that are. And I, actually, let me give you an example. Okay, so one of my mentors. Um, basically had a guy who was looking for a job position, and I kid you not, what he did was he ran a campaign that said, hey, so-and-so, check this out, and basically he let he let my mentor know that he was looking to get hired, so I'll give you an example of what this did. Well, this this ad was shown to, let's just say, people in Massachusetts, all right, and that were at working at a certain company that were also within a certain age range for the position, basically because he knew that the people who are going to be hiring for that position, the typical age range and the titles and everything like that, okay? So when he did this, that CEO saw this 15 times, and he saw that 15 times, and it had his name on it. And it was directed towards him, and he could literally click that ad and go directly to that personal that person's personal profile or business profile, and look up everything he needed to look up about this person. And I guarantee you, you know, well, if you do that, you're probably going to get the job. <laughs> so that's the, that's the power of this. Uh, and another thing, if you really think about, you know, sending cold emails, okay. If you send cold emails, they give you get no other context, right? Um, there, it's a cold email for a reason. But with an ad, you can actually know and track that those people have seen that ad over and over again. And with a cold email, in a lot of cases, you can't track some of those some of those stats. And then also, you make it hard for them to see who you really are. Okay, so that's the power of targeting. Um, and like I said, it's super important and um you know building those audiences is going to really help you in terms of building that that ad and building that the repeatable revenue
0: there's really not much you can't target you talk about behaviors interests income i mean once you get a deep into the hood you're like whoa yeah i mean you can get really specific job titles uh 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 recent activities like for example, mm-hmm. I'll give you an example. If uh well, you talked about wanting to get a job. If I really wanted to, if I was single, I could actually target an ad towards women that had just changed their relationship status yeah. last week. Yeah. Uh that were a specific age in a specific city. And they know, I mean, that's yeah. the stuff because we have decided to document our lives on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah different stuff. And Facebook owns Instagram, if you didn't already know that. And you know, that and that's all tied together. Now, for example, on LinkedIn, you can do the same thing. So like, if I want to advertise, and we and we do it at full scale. So like, if we know that your company uses a particular type of of programmer or developer, then we can show ads that are that specific to just people with certain job titles at those companies. And then we narrow it down too because we do know our clients. Our, our fastest growing clients are companies that have between 10 and a hundred employees. And that is, a, we can, we can yeah. narrow it down there and narrow it down there and like all the way down to job title and different stuff. Now there's the thing the the more exact you get the advertising platforms and that's what Facebook is, is an ad platform. It's not a social network. It's an advertising platform. Um, so, you know, so with that or LinkedIn or any of that stuff um, they're going to charge you more, but mm-hmm. that's okay. Cause you're, right. you're really, want to be that exact. So, all right. So targeting is obviously key. And by the way, that's, a, that's, a, you got to try a little bit. So you got to yeah. test, test, test and just kind of see what, um, so, you know, when I go to do ads and I refresh mine about once a month, I keep up with them. But at the beginning of the month, I create a whole bunch of new ads, mm-hmm. knowing, knowing that some of them aren't even going to make it to the end of that first day. Because, yep. Tell pretty quickly if they're if they aren't going to get engaged. Like you right. know, you'll have something that'll show to 1, right. a thousand people, and you know, a huge response, and then something else that will nothing, right? Thousand people saw something and didn't and weren't driven to react at all to it. That tells me that the next thousand or ten thousand probably aren't either. So now Absolutely. with the amplification, let's let what is your definition of, of amplification?
1: Yeah, so basically taking what you're good at. All right. And basically amplifying it to the masses. OK, so when we talk about that
0: as a as a business. Like, yes. As a bu- as your, a bit, yes. Your specialty. Correct. Right. Right. okay,
1: Correct. Correct. So when we talk about that, you know, we talk about amplification and we you mentioned it just a few seconds ago, which is testing. OK. So the way that we test and what we teach is basically the practice of boosting posts, all right? boosting this content. So if you play into the algorithms, I want you to think about this. All right, So if you play into the algorithms, let's say if you post something, maybe it's an educational video that where you're giving value about your product. And you notice that this post is just, I mean, it's getting more engagement. It's getting more impressions. It's getting more clicks. Uh, people are, you know, just really raving about this post. Well, what this has done is this has sent a signal to Facebook saying that this is a great piece of content and they're going to show it more and more okay okay so as those numbers and those stats grow they're going to present it to more and more people so the practice that we use is basically taking posts like this and also those posts that I talked about in the 3 by 3 video grid and boosting those to find the winners So you're gonna boost those to certain audiences. All right, you're gonna test audiences, you're gonna test um, just different behaviors, interests, you know, targets, different things of that nature. All right, you're gonna find what's a winner. All right, and 90% of those posts that you, that you're actually boosting are gonna be a failure. Okay, let's so, so here's the one thing that we do, especially if we have a very complete video grid. All right, we'll take those videos and we'll say, you know, once we figure out those winners, which are performing higher than others, all right, and they're meeting certain thresholds, maybe the cost per click is low, maybe the um, engagement is super high because we know that people is really resonating with the audience. Once we find those and we actually continue to put more on it, um, basically then we can sit, turn around and say, okay, guys, we're going to dump them down. Once they've seen 50%, you know, let's say 50% of this first video, we're going to move them down the funnel. So we're going to take them to the why stage. Now they know who we are. They've seen enough videos. They've watched enough. Now they're going to um, be remarketed to. And the um, next stage, which is the how stage, and where we're giving value and educating our audience. And once they've seen so much of this content, then now they're warm. They're ready for the what stage. Okay. So So,
0: I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a real life example here, a real, mm -hmm. a real life example, because we just announced Startup Hustle TV, which is our web series that we're going to film. And now for those of you that are listening, you'll be able to hear this or go to YouTube and check this out. So you talk about an attention grabber, like that's what you got to have something that's going to, because you don't have to win. In the video view, the idea of what you're trying to do with amplification and with your content with all of it is get someone's attention. The purpose of an ad click or a content click is to take that person to another page that gives them more. Right. So, you the, technically, you're because a lot of people have said to me, like, well, I tried CPC and it didn't work. No, it worked. Did people click yeah. your ads? And they're yeah. like, yeah, I'm like, well, the CPC worked. What happened on the other side? So here, I'll show you, this is 17 seconds long. Hold, blaze. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm an entrepreneur. Oops, I almost started it again. So with that, that was that was the, ver- the shortest promo of the three promos that we made for Startup Hustle TV. Now you heard, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm an entrepreneur. Why was that important? Because when shown in a skippable at three second ad on YouTube, if you're an entrepreneur, that got your attention. Yep it got your attention. And now with that, in the part where you, after it stopped, that's when we deliver the message, a new, a new web series from the creators of the startup hustle podcast, where you can find it coming in 2021. Now that said, that doesn't tell you a whole lot other than we're entrepreneurs now, but if you click that and you follow it, then it's going to take you to a page, a channel and, and, you know, whatever that has more information that right there so w- when it comes to that amplification and that message I think so many people especially the non the, the non-millennials they don't understand how important that first two seconds is yep because we you talk about a b whatever like that's not even the good promo video in my in my opinion because it doesn't really tell you a whole lot it doesn't tell you who's in it but it gets your attention so right. that ad got, attention is everything that got 50% engagement. Wow. Which is insane. By the way, yeah. 50% engagement on anything is like literally like a slam dunk that shatters the backboard like Shaquille O'Neal LSU style, you know. And and you know that whole thing but and that's a lot, but it got people's attention. Now, you know, part of that though, and you talk about the assets you have and the things you do is you have to lead to something that's next. And, you know, so remember the the goal of your of your assets and your target, I mean, all of it is just to get them to click. Yep. You, yeah. You're not going to sell, you don't sell them anything. They're right there, they have to click right. and go somewhere else. So I mean, and that's, and that's, I have a feeling that's involved. And we'll move to our, our last and, and final step here of optimization. And these are, these are the things that, so what I just defined and described there was optimization on some level, like knowing, okay, this is the ad that people engage with. So what do we put next? Exactly. Now, how do you, how do you define it? Like what's your, what's the, in your digital playbook, what Mm -hmm. is optimization?
1: Yeah. So optimization is basically finding, just taking a deeper dive into, into those ads and making sure that you are properly cutting the fat or trimming the fat on the ads that are not working, all right, um, and that is by the certain thresholds, and there's several of them that we talk about in the book. Now, the other piece is finding the ones that are performing okay, all right, and then definitely making sure that you pay attention, to the, I mean, to the unicorns, okay? So the unicorns are the ones, like you said, you know, are getting 50 plus percent engagement that are actually just really, really kicking butt. And basically, if you're testing those, so obviously you have these videos that you're actually promoting, right, all at one time. You can actually test those videos for a dollar a day. All right, so what we usually do is you can test those for a dollar a day for $7, all right, and all of those videos apply $7 to all of those different videos. And this will give you a threshold so that you can compare and contrast, okay, well, I've tested all of these videos for a dollar a day, these are the results. Here's my best performers. Um, here's the ones that I'm going to cut the fat on. Here's the ones that are performing. Okay. We're going to run a little bit more. Maybe we're going to go, um, instead of, you know, a dollar a day for seven days, maybe we're going to do $30 for 30 days. Okay. And we're going to continue to test those until we can figure out what's the, the absolute best sequence of videos. Okay. And in the midst of doing that, obviously you're going to be pulling in other videos that you're creating that you're making in the regular content calendar. Okay. So for example, we have ads running right now and what we're going to do is we're going to chop this video up and make it look good. And, and next thing you know, we're going to insert that into the house section. um, So basically we can show that show our expertise and we're going to run ads to it. And what we could potentially do is run ads to, to, you know, the, the startup hustle community. It just depends, you know, so that's an example of, How you can actually take um, something that you're already doing, something you're good at and a a recent event, um, maybe one of your best posts and actually amplify it and then optimize it to get the best bang for your buck.
0: So I'll give you some supporting data here because I just opened up my just my my Facebook and IG ad manager. I have 302 campaigns in here (laughs) now. They're not all running. I leave them in there when, even when, whether they live or die, but you know, part of what Ryan's talking, so I don't do a dollar. I, I, I do like, you know, I do a lot and I'll set them up to be like five bucks, you know, like $5 a day. One, so one of the things with the with with the lower amounts that, that can be a little deceiving is mm-hmm. when you have a really small sample space, you're going to see a lot of flex. So, like if you yeah. have like a a five dollar a day test, now here's like I mentioned, like my my approach is so I get a whole bunch of different images, videos, or messages, and then at you know I'll I'll set twenty of them up. And I'll and I'll spend a hundred dollars a day. I'll do five dollars right. times twenty of them. But the thing is, is I'll know by the end of the first day that half of them are dead, you know. Yep. And then so then I so then I I take the let next 10 and I'll make them $10 a day. I get them down to about I usually arrive, it takes me a couple of days, and I'll arrive at like, oh, anywhere between two to five, maybe six at most, but probably like five. And then they kind of run for about 20 bucks a day. And then sometimes, like you said, what I'm looking for is, like you said, the unicorn. Now, here's the thing: yeah. is is it, depending on what industry you're in, um, you do ha- well. No matter what industry you're in, you technically do have a finite audience. Some audiences are really big; some are really small. So, the more you ride, the, if you ride, if you ride the unicorn too hard, yeah. it, it's going to turn into a donkey. Um, so there is a there is a point of diminishing returns with all this stuff, meaning like what works at 20 bucks a day might not work at a hundred a day, right. but you got to try that. Cause the thing is, is if you can find, if you can find, so people ask me, they're like, what's your, uh, what's your approach to marketing? I'm like, I'm, I look for a crack. And when I find the crack, I try to shove an elephant through it.
1: Yep. <laughs> you go for it.
0: Right. I mean, that's, hey, that's it. Me. Yeah. And yeah. you're, you're looking and, and, you know, a lot of my friends describe me as a marketing hacker, because I do a lot of really like weird and kind of wild stuff mm-hmm. and like I said I I I try 10 things and I'm just looking for one that works but well, that's like if you're not it, it is it is and it's also what helps you really get you know like look my marketing plan is ripe with failure but much like we talked about in the plumbing phase of this and once again our phases are plumbing goals content finding and targeting amplification and optimization. If you want to read all about it, get Ryan's book. There's a link to his stuff in the show notes. Let's support the startup hustle community. It's a dollar. It's a dollar. A dollar. <laughs> do it. Do it. By the way, the value that you need to get out of a $1 purchase, let me do the math. It's $1. And that isn't really that hard. So I I would find, this is good stuff. And, you know, I've had a lot of, we've I've done a lot of, uh, Hey, hey, folks! Ryan knows his shit. You now I'll confirm it, and I can tell because sometimes I have a lot. Every, everybody's a marketing expert these days, but they're not. So right. this is a this is a good plan. It's a good it's a good pathway. I think it's very it's very uh, ooh, it's very palatable. As a, as those of you are still on the show here, I lost Ryan for just a second, so I'm not sure what happened there, but. Uh, anyway, I'll continue on without him. So, uh, so anyway, we went through a lot of different stuff today. There's a whole lot of different things that you can do in and around your business to market it. Um, one thing that you're, I can guarantee is that you're never going to get to the solution or where you need to be if you aren't trying. And if you've listened to the show quite a bit, you've heard me say, there's three words, That are near and dear to me when it comes to marketing, and that's test, test, test. Once again, I did. I Ryan just dropped off the recording here, and I'm going to improvise and keep going here. So you know, we often end episodes of Startup Hustle with the founders freestyle. So once again, finding myself suddenly solo on this episode, I'm going to go ahead and improvise, and I'm going to say that. Oh, Ryan's back. Hang on. Welcome back. so, are you there?
1: Hey Matt, I'm so sorry. Liter- <laughs> oh no, you're right.
0: I, I kept rolling without you. I said, "Look, look, Perfect. much like marketing, sometimes you need to improvise." And I was about to go in. You know, we we, we end our episodes of of. I, hey, I didn't stop. The show must go on. I I worked in the, I worked in the music industry. So for over a decade, and there's one rule is when you're performing on stage, if you make an error or something goes wrong, you keep playing, you keep playing. The worst thing you can do is just stop and and Mm -hmm. stand there. So, so we, we end episodes to start. Oh, you're fine. We, we end episodes, uh, I, I guess I should say, so we, we published this, this podcast warts and all, um, including the time when we launched mixtape, the game, our app with our CMO and we were playing it and it crashed while we were recording it. And we were like, Hey, welcome to building start software and, and having to startup. So before we get into the founders freestyle, quick reminder, today's episode is brought to you by fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Now, Ryan... In our in our freestyle session at the end of my shows, I, I want to give you the mic for just a second and, and give you an ability to offer any advice to startup founders or entrepreneurs uh, or resolve anything that we might not have touched during this show.
1: Yeah, so, um, I mean, one of the biggest things that I've really realized and being able to capitalize on um, as an entrepreneur right, of two startups, all right, is understanding that successful people feel their way to the top. So if I can leave you with something, realize that I know the journey is hard. I know it's challenging. I know, um, there's going to be days where you're going to sit back and you are going to be like, oh my God, what did I get myself into? But understand that there's power and perseverance. And if you persevere through those challenges on the, at the end of that tunnel, you're going to find the light. Okay. So continue going, understand that successful people feel their way to the top, take, make big goals. Um, Obviously, like Matt said, make sure that you, you know, you formulate a checklist and a process, all right, which are going to have smaller size goals, but make sure you stick to it and you will be successful.
0: So, and I started to roll into the freestyle uh, without you at the end there, but... You know, and and I'll say it again. So for those of you that have listened to the show for a while, you know that I there's three golden words that I live by when it comes to marketing and it's test, test, test. That's all you need to know. Just if you keep testing and, you, you know, it'll become very obvious when it's time to turn the faucet up, when it's time to turn the faucet off. And. Um, you know, there, there is really nothing more redeeming than when you find that crack that I mentioned, you're like, Whoa, this is, this is really effective. And you watch what, what the business does, um, look, wrap your arms around paid advertising and get good at it. Cause it exists for a reason. It's yeah. it, these platforms are huge for a reason and massive brands and companies, use them for a reason. So, you know, the thing is, is you can be hyper specific with this stuff, regardless of what stage or size your business is in, there's a budget you can afford on these platforms. And I want to encourage you to, to get after them. I mean, a few bucks a day, I mean, you can change the way your business looks. Um, if you want to try to figure it out yourself, it's the good, good luck. I would recommend getting some experts involved and, you know, buy Ryan's <laughs> book, you know, there's, there's a world of free info. Uh, we have a we did a four part series about digital marketing. Um, those are actually our most popular episodes in 2020. So someone's listening to them. And those are episodes I did with full scales chief marketing officer Joel Johnson, who was a digital strateg- strategist. For seven years before joining our company. And you know, there's there's a lot of info and, and stuff that's out there. But once again, you know, like just do it. Yeah, that's been kind of the theme here. So Ryan, you got me all stirred up, man. I gotta I gotta I gotta get after some amplification and optimization. So I'll catch up with you next time, man.
1: Let's do it. Thank you so much.
0: Startup Hustle's brought to you by fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button. Then come find us on Instagram. See you next time. do it do it, we do it like we do it.